Certainly there has been very little time to process Jim Harbaugh departing the program. I, for one, am, I don't want to say in a sense of disbelief, but it's hard to imagine Jim Harbaugh not being on the sidelines, even though we saw it for six games. Nonetheless, that is our reality. And I asked you to ask me questions. That's right. After about a month, month and a half, the Michigan mailbag returns. We're going to take your questions on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Thursday. We are back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where it's your team every day. I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverine's Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. Let's get to it without any further ado, because it's been a long time coming since we've done a Michigan mailbag. Starting with the leaders and best, James Crudup at James Crudup 6. If the reports that John U. Bacon referenced are true, that the Michigan side waited until the 11th hour to give Harbaugh the language he wanted, does Michigan need to move on from Ward Manuel? Harbaugh isn't the only coach who has walked or had controversy. What changes to the program do you think will be made if more is the guy? What changes do you think should be made? Um, so uh, this is going to be a pretty constant question. Even Josh Barge uh, at Jadicky, which is the next person, and he has another question. Uh, well, actually, I'll just lump these two together. According to the Bacon Report, why did Michigan wait till the last minute to agree with Jim Harbaugh wanted? Why does Michigan always seem to do things the most difficult way possible? You have to understand, and I tried to prime you guys for this. What Jim Harbaugh was asking was pretty close to unprecedented. I mean, Bill Self had certainly gotten a similar contract to what he was asking for. Uh, but at that, and at that point, yeah, it was uncertain whether or not the NCAA was going to come hard, uh, down hard on Kansas or not. Uh, but just kind of given everything, now you have to keep in mind that Michigan feels that it hadn't really broken any rules in either of the NCAA cases. I, I can see where. The NCAA can disagree, and certainly all of the rival fans out there disagree. But I can tell you Michigan doesn't necessarily feel like it broke any rules, and certainly Jim Harbaugh didn't break any rules. Uh, and that goes for both NCAA investigations. Um, so uh, it's um, – it, uh, and yet the NCAA has come down hard on them. He's already been suspended six games, all of that stuff. So there's really kind of no telling what the NCAA is going to do because it seems like it wanted to make uh, Jim Harbaugh a sacrificial lamb in this case. So with that in mind, uh, imagine a scenario where the NCAA says he's suspended for a year or he has a two or three year show cause and then Michigan's on the hook for, you know, 13-ish million dollars a year for each of those. And Jim Harbaugh is like, screw this. I'm just going to go coach somewhere else or whatever it is. Michigan's just on the hook. I mean, I'm probably in that case, they, he, you know, if he coached somewhere else, then he wouldn't, they wouldn't be on the hook. But that was a relatively unprecedented thing. Uh, before it was kind of the financial uh, aspect and Michigan got to, you know, where it did. And some of that was kind of just getting it to a point where they felt comfortable with that, I, I also have to keep in mind that it felt to them like they were in a good place and then things kind of changed, right? The, the price kind of went up, so to speak, not even the actual price, just the price for trying to keep him, the things like want to start the contract at the beginning of the NFL cycle, all of that kind of stuff. It, it's not an easy decision 
uh, across the board. Certainly there were people in the administration that are like, heck yeah, let's do it because it's Jim Harbaugh and look at what the the program has done, the football program, and that's the front door of the university. But there's, you know, you when you keep in mind that the university is more than just the football program, there were people that were pushing back being like, we're not going to do this. We're not going to be on the hook for this. That's absurd. Like, we want Jim Harbaugh, but like, at what cost? So I, I see both sides of it. And I understand that people read that. And also keep in mind, like, that in a lot of ways to me, the, 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 and it wasn't, uh, the report was from Angelique Shingelis. I know everyone's referencing John U. Bacon, but it was from Angelique. Um, it, it's kind of like that's the Jim Harbaugh side of the negotiation. Like, hey, you know, we wanted to come back, but, you know, they wouldn't meet it until the last possible second. I mean, the last possible second is still meeting it, right? He very well could have, if he really wanted to come back, if that was, you know, it doesn't matter if he's in final negotiations with an NFL team. It's, he hasn't put ink to paper at that point. He could just very well say, you know what? I, I appreciate your time. I'm so sorry that we got down this road. I just got everything I wanted from Michigan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay there. It's, it's to, to me, it's pretty clear that he wanted to go to the NFL as evidenced by his constant flirting with the NFL each of the last couple of years, having said that he wanted to chase a Lombardi trophy. Okay. So uh, I, I don't think that Michigan is necessarily doing things the hard way there. I just think that they're, they're being cautious. Not every school is going to necessarily be that cautious. You can disagree with it if you want, but I'm just here to tell you that's kind of what it was. Uh, what changes do I think the program will make if uh, Moore is the guy? Well, number one, uh, Josh Henschke, my dear friend, uh, reports that Har- uh, Moore is going to expand the recruiting department, change the scope, uh, really try to attack NIL, all that kind of stuff. That, to me, is the biggest change that should be made. And so that's that's a good thing. I mean, as far as schematics, we'll get to all that with other questions that are coming up here, including the next one. But uh, to me, that's the biggest the biggest change that needs to be made because – to me, it's almost like Michigan's a little lazy. Not the recruiting department itself, but like Jim Harbaugh, he does go out on the road, but he's not like, I, I've had talks with high school coaches over the years where uh, I remember it was uh, 2020 uh, before the, the pandemic started when it was a, uh, you know, this kid's getting called by Nick Saban. This kid's getting called by Ryan Day. This kid's getting called by Kirby Smart. And he's getting called by Matt Dudek excuse me, what, (laughs) you know, like that. So just being more aggressive in recruiting in general, I think is probably the best thing. And I think Sharon will certainly be that. And I think he'll need to be that right. It's, I think he'll need better players to go along with scheme and, and game plan, all that kind of stuff. I think, and strategy, I think they need that. My brother in metal, Michael Wolf at M Wolf 21. Do you think the offensive scheme stays the same or similar under more? Does it change up a bit? I think it will stay mostly the same because number one, he was running the offense. And also if it ain't broke, why fix it? As long as you have a defense, as long as you can run a complimentary team, that's the thing that Michigan does that like people aren't giving enough credence to is it runs a complimentary style of football, right? There had have been games where the offense, the, the offense really put the defense in a good position, right? The defense, you know, did its job you know, with three and outs and things. But I think like when you look at a lot of different games, the goal was, hey, get some of these teams to get to where they can't run the ball anymore uh, because we're up two or three scores. They now have to start passing the ball and then the defense can tee off. Uh, That's kind of what happened in the national championship game. So uh, I think that the just playing a complimentary style of football, if it ain't broke, why fix it? You know what I mean? 
not to say, I mean, <laughs> I sound like Ryan Day after Urban Meyer left, but he did change things when it came to game preparation and stuff like that. So there is that. Jonathan Joseph at Joseph 2156 Who do you expect to leave with Harbaugh, and who would you promote to offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, assuming Minter goes with him from within or look outside? Um, I would try to keep the gang together as much as possible. I don't know, you know, I, I, I've, I, to me, what I would do at the moment, assuming you can keep Mike Hart, who has higher aspirations, I, I, you know, Mike Hart has not been an offensive coordinator. I don't know that I, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe because he's been involved in the run, being a run game coordinator, you can uh, elevate him. Uh, the way that I would do it is probably elevate Kirk Campbell to pass game coordinator. Mike Hart is run game coordinator, and that's your essentially offensive coordinator, so to speak, kind of like it was when Harbaugh, just throughout the years, how he's had it. Um, make them co-offensive coordinators. That's probably what I would do. Minter is the likely departure along with Jay Harbaugh. Those make sense, um, but we'll talk about that more. And uh, if you have to go for another defensive coordinator, to me, I probably look outside. I don't know that I have a name for you, uh, but uh, I mean, it, and if you do promote from within, I would probably go Mike Elston personally. That's just me, though. Uh, finishing us out in segment one, Spencer Whitmore at Spencer Whitmore. I'm happy for Jim. I'll pull for him in the NFL behind the Lions. Bichon is the head coach and mentor leaves guesses at the offensive def- uh, defensive coordinator. Of course, I just covered that. My guess, OC, Mike Hart, DC, Clink, or Elston. Uh, I don't think it'll be Clink. Uh, that's just my gut feeling on that, but obviously you want to retain him as the co-defensive coordinator and keep him going. That would just be where I am at with that personally. Um, and that's not offense to him. It's just what I think. Uh, anyway, we're going to continue on here in just a moment, taking more of your questions. But before we do that, passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need and the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. So many questions. Really backloaded. A lot of the same things. We're, we... I didn't categorize them by, I categorized them by name, as I always do, by person, not by, uh, you know, what, what, you know, do you fit into the uh, leaders and best, the victors, valiant, or the blue crew? So the blue crew is just anyone. And obviously, multiple question askers get to be in the victors, valiant, the mostly day one people who've been asking questions since the podcast launched in 2018 get to be in the victors, valiant. So there's gonna be a lot of repetition. We'll just I'll give you I'll give you a name a shout out. There are some questions that I eliminated just because they were not really questions. So let's uh, start with the Victor's Valley and Jim and Jim in the North. I'm a big Sharon Moore fan. Do you think he can keep developing the O line like in the past? I, I do think so because it's one of those things where it's like uh you know when you have a head coach that's a quarterback you like Jim Harbaugh works a lot with the quarterbacks. You have a defensive head coach. He works a lot with whatever position. 
It's just kind of like when you've got Jesse Minter, he works a lot with the defensive backs. Mike uh, McDonald worked a lot with the linebackers. You know, it. So, yes, I do think that the offensive line can still be, you know, like I would imagine that Grant Newsom would be elevated to offensive line coach and that he would still be kind of mentored by Sharon Moore. I think that that's how that would go. Can Moore hold on to Hart Bellamy and Herbert? I'm assuming that means. Uh, I, I think it's possible. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Mike Hart obviously has higher machinations, I think, but I, I could see him, especially for it being a, Hey, Michigan's in transition and I love Michigan. I am not under <laughs> Jim Harbaugh anymore. I'm going to help this transition at least for one more year. I could see him staying on. Absolutely. But who knows? I'm not the one at William Cawthorn nine. Do you think the offense will look completely different? Obviously we already covered that. Uh, do you and your heart of hearts think we'll keep the current staff intact? Uh, again, we kind of covered that, but yes, I mean, could there be de- uh, defections a hundred percent? I would keep everyone that you can, if I'm uh, Michigan and from Sharon Moore down, keep everyone you can. And that includes Jesse Minter. I did have a conversation with someone uh, with a name that you all know. And uh, well, I will, with uh, two people, one person that probably a lot of, you know, maybe not everybody, but is high up in, in the thing <laughs> and someone that literally every single one of, you know. And uh, I asked, like, what, what are the chances of keeping Minter? And I just kind of got a, hey, I, you know, we love Jesse. So hopefully he stays. That could indicate, I know that sounds cryptic. That could indicate uh, that, uh, that Minter is, that they're going to tr- at least try to make a run at him. We'll see. Brett Be- uh, Beyer, at Brett Beyer 6, will Sharon be able to reach into the Harbaugh family connection Rolodex for a defensive coordinator if Minter leaves? I hope so, right? Like, Jim, like, hey, dude, you can't just completely, like, come and pillage everything either, you know? Like, <laughs> I mean, you can, but, you you know, and you can sit there and say business is finished, mission accomplished, and, and then be like, I got Michigan back to where it needed to be. But, like, yeah, you did, but then you're, like, setting it up as at a disadvantage, especially with the schedule coming up this year. So I would hope that he would extend that, and I would assume that he would. Uh, it's shown intending to try to replicate the same culture and player development and head coaching methods as Harbaugh. Uh, will he veer from it at all? I'm sure there will be some elements to where he might see something a little bit differently. But I mean, as a first time head coach and then a guy who was a game day coach uh, while Jim Harbaugh ran things during the week, I very much think that Sharon would probably try to at least keep things uh, the same. I wouldn't be surprised if year one, you do things exactly the same. Then year two, you start to try to change things a little bit, right? Uh, you know, at, put your little stamp on it to some degree. Say like, hey, that didn't work or hey, this could work better, that type of thing. What would it really kind of one of the real kind of underrated losses would be Jay Harbaugh, because I think he's been kind of an innovator and a guy who's been really forward thinking in his entire tenure in Ann Arbor. So that will be kind of a, a big loss. But I've certainly they've had a collaborative effort. And I feel like, get, you know, getting guys who are going to be on the same page and able to do some of these things would be really big for them. Uh, so, yeah, I think that that's that. Uh, Perry Mitchell at Perry Mitchell 08. How's Har- Harbaugh leaving changed the outlook of the future, especially 2024 with so much talent remaining on the roster? I assume OL and DL recruiting and development can remain as is with Elston and more and more remaining in uh, Ann Arbor. Uh, I, I think that, I mean, it kind of depends on the staff and keeping people from defecting. I think that's the big thing. Uh, Chris Ballas reported today, uh, which I, uh, I would have reported it today, at least on the podcast. He said $800,000 was uh, given to a specific player. I know which specific player, not given, but offered to a specific player to depart for another school. I'll, I'll add to that. I was told a million. I mean, maybe it was a rounding up from the person I talked to. 
And it was an ACC school that was trying to get him to defect. So I think that you got to keep your roster intact. That's going to be difficult. That happened before Harbar even left, by the way. It's the tampering is going to be out of control, you know, especially now. But yeah, I think with 2024, it's it, it doesn't necessarily change the outlook for the future because if Sharon can keep the thing running, keep the same defense, keep the team, you know, kind of doing what it's doing, keep the culture, keep all of that stuff intact and find a quarterback, whether it's someone on the roster or through the transfer portal and elevate through recruiting and NIL. I think that there's a, a really good shot that it could, con- the dynasty could essentially continue. Think, uh, think Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley for a little while. You know, I know, you know, Bob Stoops, it's been a long time since he had won a championship, what, 2003. And, uh, you know, went to some B- BCS games and what have you, but, um, it, you know, Lincoln Riley, when he took over, it was, you know, just, we're just going to keep this thing rolling. And I think that that's probably the intent of Sharon Moore kind of leading things. The Regan Raider at Hamstand 87. I have a hard time getting worked up about those. I don't know what those are. Harbs wanted the NFL and accomplished everything he said he would hear. Am I odd for taking that stance? Uh, I, I don't really know what you're saying. Maybe I missed something, but I copied everything over and that was the only thing I had from you. Um, Maybe you mean hard time getting worked about Sharon. I'm not really sure. So sorry. Brand at Big House Go Blue underscore might be a loaded question with everything floating around. Is Ward to blame? Seems there have been three prominent coaches at Michigan who have left during his tenure. All right, let's set the record straight here. Now, could Ward have maybe been had a little bit more foresight with some of these things, at least in pertain in terms of Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, absolutely. Do I think it would have kept Jim Harbaugh here? Not necessarily. John Beeline. Was he wanted to try the NBA, and obviously it didn't work, but he wanted to try the NBA. Eric Backich took a pay raise and went to a more prolific school where it's easier to win. At, you you kind of can't blame any of the three for leaving, right? Leaving Michigan to go to the pro ranks, no matter which way you 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 put it, is it, it's it. I mean, that, that is, uh, I know, I understand that we all look at Michigan and say, why would you ever want to leave Michigan? But you know, if you're competitive and you want to, if you want to like, say like, Hey, maybe I can do it at the highest level. If you're in Jim Harbaugh's case, your brother has a Lombardi trophy. You have a national championship trophy. You came just a couple yards from winning that Lombardi trophy instead of your brother. Why wouldn't you want to go and give it another shot? Right? Like to him in his mind, it was mission accomplished, right? he was able to notch off one of his top goals. Once, once he came to Michigan, his top goal was win a national championship. Okay, done. What's the next thing he wants to do, right? Next thing he wants to do is win a Lombardi trophy. You kind of can't blame Ward for that. Now, do I think that Ward uh, maybe could have done more in at least some of these circumstances? Sure. Hindsight's twenty twenty, uh, And I know that a lot of people have been complaining about Ward for a couple of years now. Uh, but it, that was also partially from hindsight when Harbaugh went and started looking at NFL jobs in 2021, it was like, how dare Ward do what he did with, uh, with his contract. Guess what? Him doing what he did with, uh, Harbaugh's contract was probably a big incentive to change things drastically on top of, because Harbaugh very well, knowing how like kind of stubborn he was coming out of 2019 in particular, he was very stubborn about, you know, like there were a lot of coaches on that Michigan staff that wanted Don Brown gone. Harbaugh, nope, Don Brown's the dude. And 2020 goes just as bad as it does. 
there's still a good chance that Harbaugh says, eh, yeah, this wasn't a good year, but he's still that dude. So I think that when it was like, hey, you're getting your pay cut, you, you know, you're coming on your hands and knees. You've got to earn your salary. You've got a four million base, but you can get up to eight. You got to earn it, though. I think that changes the priority. And I know a lot of people blame Ward for that. But at the same time, like that was maybe one of the best, like motivating tools that that has been. Again, I'm not saying Ward's played everything perfectly. I'm not even saying he's the best fit for, for Michigan, kind of given everything. But uh, he's delivered a lot of money. He's been obviously slow on NIL. That's not great. But he's delivered a lot of money. He's delivered like delivered a lot of Big Ten championships. He has made a not great hire in so at this juncture in Juwan Howard. And I hate to say that because Juwan's my boy. But um, you know, it doesn't uh, that doesn't mean that he is the antichrist as some make him out to be. We'll continue on with that here <laughs> as we go along because we got more of those questions, even though we're running short on time. James Kovaleski at Coach underscore Kovo. What becomes the ongoing NCAA investigation? Does the threat diminish with Coach Harbaugh gone? The slate wiped clean, so to speak, or could there still be a serious threat of punishment? Does the national media coverage change with Sharon Moore at the helm instead of Jim? I think the national media coverage absolutely can and will change because Jim was just a polarizing figure and they were going to find ways to keep making him more polarizing. Uh, I imagine Burger Gate's gone, completely gone, right? He served a three-game suspension. He's the culprit. Hey, Hugh, Hugh lied to the NCAA, uh, but, uh, you, you know, you know, it was what they believe. I don't believe that personally, uh, but uh, based off of more things that I've learned in the last couple months, uh, but he's, um, he's gone. So you can't really punish him. The Connor Stallions thing, you know, that, that I, I could still see them doing something, but I think it would be more probation. I mean, maybe they take a hard line stance and vacate wins or something like that. Highly doubt it. Highly, highly doubt it. They can't vacate the championship. Completely separate entity. Um, but, I mean, it, I think it makes it harder to punish Michigan now, right? Because they don't have their scapegoat in Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Clark at Blue for Life 8. I'm assuming you'll cover this with the Harbaugh leaving episode, uh, which was last night, by the way. But if you don't, you think Mincher follows him to the Chargers also. Uh, I, I mean, I do, but I would, again, I would throw, I would throw like a max contract at him and be like, yeah, I dare you to leave. Also, would you hire from within to place him or look elsewhere? We obviously covered that already. Uh, Jacob Shavaria at Shavaria. Name your H uh, head coach, DC, and OC. Obviously, we covered that already. Odds of Ben Herbert staying. Um, I think that the, the, the odds of Ben Herbert staying are pretty good. And, and if I'm Michigan, I'm like, don't you dare take Ben Herbert. We need that continuity of all things. I understand you think you can win, but you can get someone else that can do that in the NFL. Okay? It's more important at the college level than it is the NFL level to have a strength and conditioning coach like Ben Herbert. Do you fault Ward or Ono for not agreeing to the three-person panel? Um, that that's I, I, I neither. I I just think it's it's a weird request. Uh, do you think that's what made Jim leave? No, I think he wanted to chase Lombardi Trophy. Uh, do you think the players were left in the dark the whole time? No, I think they've been very well aware that this was a likelihood, if not a, you know a possibility. I feel like Jim should have told them weeks ago. I I think that that's long. No one's surprised, right? You weren't surprised. They weren't surprised. Finishing out in segment two, Marcio Brennis at M Brennis 11. If Moore is that coach, will coach the offensive line. I do believe that will be Grant Newsome. If Minter and Jay are leaving too, who will replace them? Um, that, who knows, man? Moore hasn't even been hired officially yet. Uh, one great attribute by Harbaugh was choosing great assistants. How do you think Moore will fare? Because he doesn't have a lot of experience as head coach. 
I have no idea. Their guess is as good as mine, man. Your guess is as good as mine. All right, we've got a ton more questions. We're going to go kind of lightning round with most of them here, and we'll do that here in just a moment. All right, the Blue Crew, let's get to it. Michael at Midwest Michael 1. There's a temptation to be reactionary. What amount of blame is fair to place on Ward and or other leadership for Harbaugh leaving? On one hand, it's clear Jim had genuine interest in the NFL. On the other hand, Michigan waited until the last minute to agree to his terms. Again, his terms were pretty, they, they were pretty bold, and Michigan did agree to him, and it might have been last minute, but Michigan did agree to him. You got to get a lot of people to sign off on that, right? On having kind of outlandish terms at a university like Michigan. I, I, I don't blame really Ward for Harbaugh leaving because, listen, Harbaugh, it, he went and tested the NFL waters three straight years. Did any, like, it, it's clear he wanted to go to the NFL, and he went to the NFL. RB at Bucky Moto, can you share what you heard over the time from the contract negotiations from the MSU week through NCAA allegations to – uh, January 24th, why did Michigan not just give him everything he was looking for from the get-go? Why wait until the last minute while he's in L.A.? I covered, obviously, most of that. But as far as what I heard over time, I mean, there was just a lot of optimism. Uh, I didn't speak to a lot of people about it. I dealt more with the NCAA investigation stuff. There was a lot of optimism uh, from col a colleague of mine that he was going to sign in the uh, uh, in the bye week. And then, obviously, all of the Connor Stallion stuff happened. Then after that, there was the... Uh, you know, there was the Connor Stallion stuff uh, was that which kind of galvanized the department, got everyone on the same page, got everyone pushing in the same direction. And from there, they were kind of off the races. But, you know, Jim Harbaugh, I mean, they've ha he's had a beneficial offer. Again, remember, he, what he when he hired Don Yee, the terms kind of changed, right? What he was asking for changed. So they had to kind of scramble. You have to keep in mind that things changed on his end, too. I'm not absolving the athletic department fully or the university brass, but you know, you, like Jim Harbaugh himself changed in this. He basically made it as hard as possible for Michigan to give him what he wanted. Michigan still came up with it in the last moment. And he still said, I'm going to the NFL. I don't know what else to tell you about that. I know like the narrative is it's Ward in Michigan and Michigan would have done whatever it could have done. And it could have kept him. I'm, I'm here to tell you that that's probably not what would have happened at that point. Right? Like if he went to the NFL, it was because he wanted to go to the NFL. That's Bennett. I'm sure he would have been offered more money at Michigan than he's getting offered by the Chargers. With more money going to assistance than is what is offered by the Chargers. Uh, David Gottesman at D Gottes 75. If Moore is given the job, who's the most important to keep on staff, Herbert or Minter Herbert, Ben Herbert. Uh, I think Minter is, is crucially important, but like he are, he does not want, he don't, he don't want to be here. He wants to be in the NFL. So if you are able to keep Minter, it's a rental Herbert, you can keep around for 10 more years and he can be a Michigan legend in his own right. How much will Harbaugh's departure affect recruiting for 2024 players, including those already enrolled? I don't think it will affect them at all, to be honest, unless it, if, it's, if it's not more, then maybe that changes. But if it's shown more, I think that they've been preparing for this for a while. It's been pretty clear by the things that Jim Harbaugh said that he's been preparing for this for a while during the season and even before the season. And no one was shocked that he left. Just Jeff at Jeff uh, 122380. Uh, I got one. Did Cry and Ryan Day and OSU lead 
to Jim Harbaugh leaving the University of Michigan? If so, is it wrong for me to wish the worst? I'm thinking of meteor dropping on him. No, I just think you want to go to the NFL. Shane at Seamus0914. I think, or sorry, any thoughts on potential DCs if Minter does leave with Harbaugh? I'd give a strong look to, uh, what's his name, Danton. I don't remember his name. Danton Lynn. And I'd give a strong look. To, and I, I just, I'm the only reason I'm putting that up there is because I've seen other people say it. <laughs> That's literally it. I know nothing about him, but Jim Leonard would be the guy I would look at. And then, you know, see if Jim can can come up with a guy that uh, maybe, you know, ask on, you got any more, any more than Ravens assistants? You know, that would be, that would be, it. or um, Dave Aranda still at Baylor. Go for Dave Aranda. He runs a similar system. Uh, Mindy at M for U of M. Bum Jim is leaving, but I won't miss the annual stress. Next man up, Team Sharon. Also, what happened to Stallbombs? Stallbombs still out there. He just doesn't have any more information to drop, right? Like, and he, he here's the thing. Let me explain a little bit about Stallbombs. I should say they, because it's multiple people that run Stallbombs. It's they have seen things with their own eyes. It doesn't mean they have things in their possession. So they can't be like, here are. Here are the things. They've had conversations, seen things with their own eyes, the multiple people. I've met both people. Uh, that, so I'm telling you there's two people that are involved in that, apparently. And, uh, but they, they don't have anything else to push forward at this point. They've put everything out there. So that is what it is. Tim at uh, 1988456NextDC. Might be you. Who knows? Ted Rogers at Ted Rogers at underscore LOM. Ain't sweating it. Like the remaining Big Ten schools, maybe we have Coach Moore. Uh, go blue, amen. Drew at D Norris eighty six. What are you hearing on Ben Herbert? Uh, Michigan's making a strong push for him. It kind of sounds like he's probably going to stay, but I, I haven't heard anything beyond that. Uh, Abby Oliver at Abby underscore Oliver underscore Mi. How does a Harbaugh departure impact recruiting? I think it will actually be better. You have to keep in mind that Jim Harbaugh's biggest, like the point where his he, he had he's had two points in which he was going to he himself was going to be a recruiting uh fixture 2015 and 16 when he was fresh out of the nfl and right now but otherwise like like the name recognition only really probably worked the most coming out of uh 2015 and 16 when he first got hired so i think it can have a positive impact because sharon can be like hey i was a giant part of this i beat ohio state i beat penn state and you know if he can help revolutionize uh recruiting and all of that then that's uh, all the better uh like as far as nil expanding department all that stuff uh admiral admiral cockfield at adm underscore cockfield is there anything insiders are right about yes there is plenty so here's the thing man uh i know i know who you're referring to you're referring probably to chris ballas and i'm gonna hear come here and defend him right now Sometimes when you're really close to a situation, things maybe change, right? Like, or you hear things from, from the right people and they're like, oops, my bad, right? I, it's like I said before, when it came to like me telling you a long time ago, like, hey, Xavier Worthy, he's going to be on campus. There's nothing to worry about. I got a person that every single one of you knows who told me that. Well, the person that told me that was Josh Gaddis and Josh Gaddis was wrong. That doesn't mean, I mean, yes, the insider, me, in that case, ends up being wrong, but you would believe it if you were being told that by the person you're being told that by. With Chris Ballas, he was told by three people Harbaugh is in the building, and then NFL people say he's not in the building, and he 
and uh, I'm not going to get into what he did uh, and all of that, but obviously he corrected it. Uh, Chris Ballas is so close to things, and the people I, I know some of the people he talked to, they're the, they're exactly the people that if they told you, you'd be like, these NFL insiders are wrong. They don't know what they're talking about. So sometimes when you're really close to the situation, things can get wrong, right? That's just how it goes. So I vehemently defend Chris Ballas. I think he's the best of the best, personally. Uh, Matthew Adams at MGO Stallions. I love it. Is Sheryl Moore really the guy? Can he staff a program? Can we still lose Herb? Who, if not Jesse Mincer, can we please step at the freak up in NIL and Portal and not act like we won and done, or won and done a program? I, I'm just going to leave that one alone. Uh, Alex at Alex underscore the T, the, the underscore T. Our news reporter is still looking into the PI firm that caused the whole Michigan debacle. I believe so. Uh, but uh, I said this on, the, I actually uh, said this on a message board earlier today. Last I talked to someone, I haven't talked to anybody about it in a long time, uh, like um, in like mm, about a month-ish. And the last I had talked to someone about it, they said, I, you know, I know what happened. And it was from a major, major outlet. And they were like, I, the, this reporter says, I know what happened. The problem is, is I don't have the paper trail to be able to prove it. Now, I understand there's a lot of people that say, well, no, it turns out that ESPN didn't really have the paper trail for everything when, when it came to some of these other things. Well, they kind of did but they just kind of spun it to make it look the worst possible, right? Now, obviously, when it comes to the Uncle T and all that kind of stuff, you can say what, it, you, know, what you will about it, but that's the, that is what the NCAA presented to Michigan, and then Michigan did things out of that, and then that's we heard about it the day after or the day of or whatever after the NCAA. So that was what the NCAA presented. Uh, so just no one has, as, as I saw someone say, Shocker, criminals <laughs> know how to cover their tracks. That's kind of what the case is, right? You know, doing some nefarious deeds, uh, it, from what I've heard, thing, tracks are kind of covered. But I, I can tell you with a great deal of certainty that, uh, let's see, at least three names of, peop- of reporters who you know of who are on a national scale believe what I have told you about this, and, but they just don't have everything that they need to be able to go to print. And then there's more out there that are trying to work on it as well. Uh, Mad Men at Mad Men Ringer. Why can't we blame Ward for, uh, not, uh, for Harbaugh not signing a contract extension? Seems to me that if Ward would have showed love and given the man what he wanted in November, he wouldn't have entertained leaving. Uh, I mean, I covered that pretty, pretty strongly. But, I mean, keep in mind what he wanted kind of changed when he hired Don Yee. The things that he wanted changed. So... They were, you know, they, they had a contract offer out and you have to keep in mind, Michigan has to navigate the NCAA of it all, right? Like they can't hamstring themselves. I know you can sit there and say, oh, they should do it anyway. But what happens if he's just gone for two or three years and you have no, you know, that you essentially no backup plan and all of your money is gone. It's, it's hard to navigate that. Carter Carlin at Carter Carl. Five three nine four seven. Biggest question we all want to know: Did Michigan give Jim Harbaugh everything he wanted, or did administration mess this up? I've covered that ad nauseum. Third and Wolverines at third underscore and underscore blue. Is Minter leaving? Uh, I mean, probably, but you know, we'll see. And are there any recruits or current wa- roster trending to leave? Not that I know of at this juncture, but it's early yet. They're going to have 30 days. I'm sure there'll be some surprises here and there, maybe even a big name. That's me not having any specific knowledge and just conjecturing. It's just how things go with this. 
But if you can get Minter to stay, I think there's a good chance that you retain everybody. Because I don't think any offensive guys are going to leave because they already love Sharon. It's a matter of keeping that essentially head coach of the defense around. And that's easier said than done. All right. Way over time. But thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. That's going to do it for us today. We will be back soon. Peace.